the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake, the comedy podcast with me, Yorma Kirko. Hi, I'm Ray Mack. We're sponsored by James Joyce Irish Pub, Istanbul. By the way, Yorma, what have we got lined up today, pal? Well, in this episode, you'll learn exactly what to do or what not to do on a Turkish toilet. The benefits of modern club 18 to 30 holidays without the horrible drinking and objectification of women. God, we hate drinking or objectifying women, don't we, Ray? Especially at the (laughs) same time. (laughs) <laughs> and after Greg's recent dogging expedition in Licky End, we'll see how he manages to deal with a never more demanding Phil Mitchell in Beastenders. Right, should we go to true or false? Celebrity true or false? You can't handle the truth. True or false? You ready, Jimmy? True. <laughs> You're off to a flying start. Exactly. Oliver Reed once drank. Over a hundred pints of beer in twenty-four hours. Now, a hundred pints of beer in twenty-four hours—that shouldn't be physically possible, should it? Um, but Oliver Reed did some very, very mad things, didn't he? I'm not sure about twenty-four hours. I'm sure he could have done it in a weekend, but I think, mind you, he did often have alcohol poisoning, didn't he? So I'm going to say that that's actually true. <laughs> Good skills. <Was> <laughs> not only <laughs> Jimmy, wait for this. Not only true, but he did a horizontal headstand on the bar. Oh god. <laughs> and that takes seriously good skills. Mr. <laughs> Reed, I applaud you. And shakers, do not try this at home or down in your local juicer, especially no. the headstands. <laughs> yeah. I, but actually when I think about a horizontal headstand, surely is that not just lying down? <laughs> <laughs> I I could imagine you doing that, Jimmy. (laughs) Get a load of of this. In other news, his boozen buddy and another Hellraiser, probably know who I'm talking about, Richard Burton. Oh, I thought you were going to say Richard Harris. Yeah, well, no, actually, he was also a pal. Mm. He was shooting a movie at the time, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold in Ireland. Now, one scene required him, Jimmy, to down a glass of whiskey, okay? The props department bought in the usual substitute, which was a ginger ale. Mm. But Burton waved it away. It's only a short scene, pal. We won't need more than a couple of takes. Bring me the real stuff for feck's sake. In fact, Jimmy, getting the scene took 47 seven takes. So he drank 47 feckin' oh whiskey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Only a short scene Well, he got enough shorts in, didn't he? <laughs> Whiskey business, Jimmy. <laughs> right, come on, second question. <laughs> okay. King Arthur came a lot. I beg your pardon? <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> so, sorry, that came out completely all wrong. Maybe you thought... I, it was meant to be associated with the court of Camelot in a yes, place possibly, where he held yes. court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with his round table, etc. But the burning question is, Jimmy, do we know in theory, theoretically speaking, if he came a lot like an average bloke or just a mere <laughs> tablespoon kind of bloke? 
Uh, I'm trying yeah. to. I actually listened to a history documentary about King Arthur last night, mm. and I've been reading some of his tales. Now, I'm not even sure how this fits into true or false because <laughs> I mean, one is a fictitious character. The other, um, <laughs> what, what can I say? All I, all I do know is that his wife was having it off with uh, Lancelot behind his back. <laughs> The only real evidence <laughs> was that Jimmy. He's only got one child, so it's probably a lot of bollocks. Yeah, okay. He came a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have that one then. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. <laughs> okay final question: mm-hmm. Cows kill cows kill more people every year than sharks, Jimmy. <laughs> We're back to sharks. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're jumping the shark here, aren't we? Uh, cows, cows kill more people than sharks. Um, well, that's an interesting one. I mean, you've got to be in the sea, haven't you, to be killed by a shark? Mm-hmm. And how many people go swimming near? Oh, the hell of a lot more cows around, or I see them on a more regular basis, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I would think so, because you might get things like stampedes. And what about bullfighting? Bulls are cows after all, aren't they? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go for true. I think those celebrity cows kill more people than those celebrity sharks. I think that's true, but also don't mind because I've already won two out of three. So <laughs> mm. anyway, they were easy enough. Current figures indicate that sharks are responsible for an average of ten deaths a year worldwide. Now, cows kill 20 Americans a year, mostly from smashing into people and kicking them to death. Utterly that, terrifying. Is that right? Yeah. But they only kill Americans, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, Jimmy. <laughs> they're tired of us. Yeah, I'm sure. They're tired of us eating more. Ch- you know, <laughs> they're, they're tired of us not eating more chicken and yeah. tucking and pulling pulling them off for milk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I was in Australia once and I saw a, yeah. a bumper on the back of a car with a picture of a kangaroo that said, yeah. eat more beef, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that? Tip of the day, shakers. Good yeah. idea to warm up the old winter hands before milking, pal. Very <laughs> true. Very true. I'll tell you something else about that. Did you know that um, the pox, uh, they worked out that there's some bacteria in a cow's milk, which actually stops you, but not when it's been pasteurized like we buy it in the shops, but in its natural form. And when uh, smallpox was going around killing people, they realized the only people who were immune to it were milkmaids. Wow. And that is a true story. That's a true story. What to say, Jimmy, in theory, more people come into contact with cows, okay? So your chances are low, but never zero, pal. Never zero. I've never heard of anyone being killed by a cow. And how? How would? Shit. And how would a cow a feckin' shark anyway, Jimmy. That is a thing, isn't it? <laughs> that is a thing. I do know that when I was a kid, though, I used to put my fingers in cows' mouths whilst feeding them, and I would never do that with a shark, so... <laughs> okay, moving on. G'day, possums. 
This is Dane Mitnor-Everidge speaking from Wagga Wagga in Australia. I love to follow Ray and Yorma on Facebook. Don't worry about punctuation and capital letters. Just type Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast, darlings, without writing the darlings. By the way, please tell a friend to listen on Spotify and Apple. Follow the boys, darlings. Your podcast needs you. Bye, possums. And as you probably know, it was St. Patrick's Day last Friday, and we had something of an extravaganza, didn't we, Ray? Well, what do you expect that time of the year? Yeah, exactly. Packed to the rafters, heaving the dangerous ones. Mm-hmm. Two nights, Jimmy, I was there. How many nights did you make it? I made it for Friday, made it for the real day, but there was no way that I could deal with it for two nights on the trot. <laughs> I don't know how you coped. Jimmy, I did two nights from 8 o'clock until 4 a.m. Now, I had to do the tunes, as you bloody well know, and it was a great platform for advertising uh, the Black Milkshake podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we had a lot of fun in there as well, didn't we? Yeah, well, actually, I I met people from all, all, all lives. I mean, I met people from Romania. I met people from uh, Australia, America, Germany, England, uh, Turks. And mm-hmm. Ireland, Jimmy. But I yeah, mean, yeah. just yeah, a quick mention, Jimmy, for uh, an avid listener and a very, very good friend of ours, Rob Fraser in England. Yeah. Happy birthday, buddy. He celebrates his birthday on St. Patrick's Day, Jimmy. Happy belated birthday, Rob. Yeah, happy belated from me as well, Rob. Yeah. Well, anyway, March 17 is over, Jimster. Everyone can resume their Norman nationality. <laughs> yeah, so, we can. <laughs> so on May fifth, Jimmy, <laughs> when we are all Mexican, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. Okay, of course. So well, on the subject of uh, of nationalities, though, we've been getting tons of downloads from Malaysia again, and also dozens of them from Russia. We have no idea who you are. Please, please follow us on Facebook, Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast, and let us know who you are. Um, we just think this is absolutely amazing. And drop us a quick Selamat Pagi or a Dobry Dien. And now for something completely different. And now on BBC One, Phil has to choose between Greg and Sharon in Beastenders. Oi! Oi! Oi, I'm talking to you! Uh, what are you doing with me jacket in saloon bar? I, I hope you're not igniting it with that Zippo lighter, Mr Phil Mitchell off Eastenders. Just having a laugh, that's all. Remember that? Laughed up. I really would like you to stop doing that. Why would you go do? Well, I need it due to the inclement weather conditions. Uh, there's something I need to tell you. <laughs> oh, I might have sussed you as up with something. Well, I'm a bit worried about sharing the bed with you here in the uh, the James Joyce Hotel. I met your ex, Sharon, at the uh, the Young Ornithologist Club, and she said it might seem a bit... Oh, yeah, we'll stop her. Well, gay, but not the archaic meaning of joy and laughter. Sit down and talk sensibly about this. She's worried about you. I definitely you? sense consternation and apprehension. Well, if we get a nice little learner, did you sort out my affairs? No, you misunderstand. She offered me some part-time industrial hygiene work at your garage which is confusingly called the Archers, even though there's barely a vertical curved structure that spans an elevated space to be seen. Why don't you shut up? Well, I, I was wondering if you minded, 
She says there are sleeping quarters in there too. <laughs> you want the arches? You can have the arches. You can have them! Well, I, I know you mentioned something to Sharon about a committed threesome in Menasia Troy style, as you say in door doing, but I'm not really a businessman. I clean the pub and. Uh, she reckons I'm going to die alone. Well, why don't you go with her, eh? A pair of you, you and your whining girlfriend. We're still doing it, eh? You're going to go, just go, or do you want me to show you how much I'm like my dad? Should I just get up and clean your room one last time? Oh, Sammy, yeah, eh? This place is tiny enough. Okay, I'll, I'll clean up your drained bottles of hard liquor and, and then leave. No! Sit down and talk sensibly about this. What would you like me to include in this somewhat surprising parlay? It's my business and none of you are getting any of it. None of it, do you hear me? Get out! Mr Mitchell, I, I'm, I'm getting rather mixed signals from you. First, you, you told me to leave and then you asked me to stay and, and no idea what you wanted me to do last night with that toilet brush, for that matter. Yeah, that was false stuff. Am I to understand We're that... We're still doing it, eh? I can't stand the sight of any of you. So just go. You, you want to be with Sharon? You love Sharon? Just go with her. Go on. OK, Mr Mitchell. Oh, wait a minute. Mr Ayrson said I, I, I should give the customer some attention. You got mine? I'll show you a good time. I, I, I do hope you had a pleasant stay at James Joyce Istanbul, Mr Phil Michnish. Uh, my name's Greg and it's been a pleasure servicing... I mean, serving you. Please do come again. No! Just go! Go! Now! Another one bites the dust. Mamma mia! Tired of waking up at the crack of dawn, the summer of 69, Beaver Spagna, and the crushing pressure to make the one night stand? Why not get away from it all? Want bellissima scenery? Mountains, Rivieras, the finest food in Europe, historical remains or maybe you want to indulge the inner fashionista or artist. Well, you can do all that in neighboring Italy. Why not sign up for our all-inclusive study abroad club IT into 30 package with a spiritual vibe and a great way to conceal that you are gay from your mama? Imagine yourself and your friends emotively yelling. A V and not all next time we have a PayPal bullfight. Can you? Then sign up to what I can. Say that, I, can, today. We are that can. We are that can. We are that can. We are that can. The most underovulated country in the whole world. Terms and conditions apply. And I think we'll go over to our partner, travel writer, best-selling author Lisa Morrow. Inside Out in Istanbul with Lisa Morrow. Back when I first visited Turkey in 1990, toilets, whether squat or what we like to think of as normal, what the Turks called alafranga, were a constant topic of discussion among tourists and travellers. There were plenty of them around, in mosques, restaurants and bus stations, but the real question was, would they be something you'd actually want to use? I'm pretty tough, and when needs must, nothing stops me. I once used an outdoor drop toilet in the Black Sea region, it was a basic toilet inside a small hut set over a void your business drops into to be cleared out later. In this case, it was used as fertiliser. I know, because when I looked out through the gaps in the slat door, I could see and smell it being raked across the nearby fields. 
Back then, most toilets were of the squat variety and rarely came with loo roll. In exchange for a small fee, you were usually given a few pieces of thin tissue meant for drying your hands. Everyone was expected to use the worn-out looking jug or hose next to the toilet for personal bidet-style ablutions. Often the toilet flush didn't work and so the jug had a dual purpose. At first, working out how to manage everything was a bit mind-boggling. I mean, have you ever tried giving a urine sample in a squat toilet with no hook for your coat or handbag? It's no easy task, believe you me. But I thought knowing how to drop your dacks and bend your knees to get your aim right for a squat loo was something everyone knew how to do. That was until my first visit to Ephesus in 1996. I was washing my hands in the surprisingly clean toilet block when a tall Englishwoman, somewhat red in the face, emerged huffing and puffing from a cubicle. After the usual scatological comments, diarrhoea featuring rather a lot, I said, but once you get the hang of them, I find squat toilets much more comfortable to use. She replied, I don't. It's really hard to sit on the seat and get back up again afterwards. I was speechless. Which is probably a good thing. In my mind's eye, I could picture her less than petite-sized bum making contact with the rib footstands that I thought everyone knew were for your feet. Mm, oh well, some things are better left unsaid. I'll leave it to your imagination. And you can buy all of Lisa's books on Amazon. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the week comes in from Kyle Kennedy, Memphis in America. Blake from San Antonio, Texas, is drinking in a Colorado bar during a hunting trip when he gets a call on his cell phone. He comes back, he orders drinks for everybody in the bar and announces that his wife has just produced a baby boy weighing 25 pounds. Nobody believes that any new baby can weigh 25 pounds. But Blake shrugs. That's about average in Texas, pal. Everything is big in Texas. One week later, Blake returns to the same bar. Been out in hunting for a week, of course. The bartender says, hey, you're the father of that baby that weighed 25 pounds at birth, aren't you? Everybody's been making bets around here. How big he'd be in one week. So how much does he weigh now? Proud father says, 17 pounds. The bartender is puzzled and concerned. What happened? He was 25 the day he was born. Blake takes a slow swig of his beer, wipes his lips on his sleeve, leans into the bartender and proudly says, Had him circumcised, pal. <laughs> Jimmy, no skin of my nose. <laughs> and that's all for today, folks. We are back next week. Yeah, Hansi's back next week giving advice on how to deal with an abusive boss. And we've got a great Lost in Translation about a rather uncomfortable Brazilian. Just a quick reminder to join our Black Milkshake comedy podcast page and you'll be able to get some bonus material, including Yorma's recent appearance on the Middle-Aged Man podcast with Mark Ford. So please tell a friend about us or leave us a review on Spotify. Many thanks for all your support. And as always, keep those posts coming and lost in translation letters, please. Keep those coming as well. Thanks to Tim Hallam, Phil Mitchell, Steve McFadden, James Joyce, Irish pub, Lisa Morrow, Uncle Eamon McAndrew. See you all next week, Shakers. A million thanks. Bye-bye. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast. 
was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023